going to be my helper today. So, and Pastor Jordan. So Pastor Jordan does this kind of thing with no help. I clearly need two helpers. So thankful for him doing it week after week and, and not having any of us doing all this stuff. So it's Superhero Sunday. So we are going to be talking a little bit of, about superheroes. I apologize to you if you don't know about the superheroes I'm talking about, but I'm, I don't know that much about them either. I'm going to try my best. And so, uh, we are going to, though, talk. It's okay to have fun in church, right? Yeah. Of course. Because God has a sense of humor. So, we're going to look at some of the superheroes in the Bible and we're going to do it quickly and we're going to compare them to some of the superheroes that God kind of brought to mind. That's how we're going to start. So, we're going to start in the Old Testament with Exodus 14 and 17. And we're going to talk about Moses. So, I need a volunteer who's going to come up and be Moses, Harrison. And Moses had a superhero tool. He's going to, maybe you can come up here. And he had a staff. And, and his staff, stand up close, his staff was referred to in Exodus as the staff of God. And he, he used it many different ways. The first way that he used it, or one of the main ways that kind of comes to mind, is he was told to raise it and his hand, so raise it up and raise the other hand, over the Red Sea, and he parted the Red Sea, and the Israelites were able to go through on dry land. And then another time he used his staff, and he struck a rock, and water came out of it for people to drink. Is that pretty cool? Yeah. Is that, would you consider that kind of like a, super, a superhero skill, a superhero thing? All right. And then he doesn't have his staff for, oh yeah, he does have his staff for this one. Hold it up. But he needs some helpers, because later in Exodus 17, he needs two helpers to be Caleb and her. So, Bennett, why don't you come and be Caleb, and, a and Ace, you come and be her. And so Harrison is holding his staff up here. You guys come on either side of him. And he, um, he, hand, he held his hand up, he held his hands up and his staff up. And as long as he had it up, the Israelites had an advantage over the Amalekites. In, in battle, but he, his arms started to get tired. As they get tired, they're starting to, you know, want to go down. So he had Caleb and Ur come and hold up either arm. So you guys help him. You hold up his arms. Hold up his arms. He's, hold up his arms, Bennett. And then as long as his, his staff was up, he was able to, to, they were able to win the battle. Joshua was down fighting, and they were able to win the battle with his help. Isn't it good to have a good friend who will help you in a time you need help? Right? So Joshua um, was able to win the battle because of Moses that day. So thank you, Moses and Caleb and her. You guys can go have a seat. So um, I've chosen to compare. So I'm going to take each little Bible, little Bible story and compare it to a superhero. So that story and that staff reminds me of a superhero who has a tool that helps him do things. And it brought to mind Thor. You might not all know Thor, but Thor is the god of thunder, right? He is the god of thunder, and he has this hammer that helps him um, do whatever he needs to do. And, and then later he has this other tool called the Stormbreaker, which is known as the King's Weapon. But what, what I thought about Thor when I was thinking about this is anytime you watch a movie with Thor, anything about Thor, when he needs his hammer... He puts his hand out, and he has this confidence that it's coming. 
If it doesn't come right away, he just puts his hand out and other people are like, wait for it. It'll come through a wall, whatever it needs to do to get to him to get the job done. And that's the confidence we need to have as superheroes ourselves, that when we need something, who's got our back? What's on its way? God will always come through. And, and Thor would use that hammer, and I just love that confidence. He wasn't like, I wonder if it's going to come. I wonder if it's going to work. I wonder if God will help me. No. He's like, wait for it. It is coming your way. He had a confidence. All right, now we're going to talk about another um, person in the Bible, and I need someone to come up and be Joshua for me. Hunter, you want to come up and be Joshua? So you can come stand up here. And Joshua, in Joshua 1.9, it says, This is my command. Be strong and very courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So he was told this quite a few times in, in Joshua chapter 1, but this was kind of the, the last thing he said, like, be strong and very courageous. And Joshua was given specific instructions. And I know a lot of you might know this story. He was given specific instructions on how to conquer Jericho. He had to go around the city um, for six days and just march around the city. So let's see you march, Joshua. Just march. And then on the seventh day, he had to march seven times, and then he had to blow the trumpet. Do you want to try blowing it? You have to, like, put your lips really close together. <laughs> it took me a long time to be able to do it, so no worries. Okay, so he blew the trumpet, and then do you, remember, do you know what happened? What happened when he blew the trumpet? The walls of Jericho fell down. Did, did he have anything really super about him? Not really, right? He had this, he had this um, tool, and he had to be a good listener to be able to, to have God use him. Is it good that we are good listeners, boys and girls? Yes. To our parents or to Holy Spirit telling us when there's something we need to do? Absolutely. So you don't need this anymore, but you can stay here because I need you in a little bit. So do you mind just hanging out here for a moment? So um, I was thinking about Iron Man. Iron Man wasn't that naturally super. Like, he just was a guy who knew his stuff and knew how to use technology for his advantage. He was very wise in how he would do all this nanotech stuff and build suits and build things. And so um, he also gave specific instructions to another superhero character. Back in the first Avenger movie, he tells Captain America, Captain America had been asleep for 70 years and woke up and was like, oh, everything is very different than I last remember. I don't know how to do any of this techie stuff. And so they were on a helicarrier and it was about to crash because one of the turbines broke down. And, and um, Iron Man said to Captain America, I need you to go do this specific thing and wait for this specific time and then you need to do it right then or I will die, basically. And so... Um, Captain America had to be a very good listener and follow those specific instructions and they were able to save the helicarrier and they didn't crash and everything was okay. So it's really important that we listen. Now Joshua, he um, also did something else a little while later. So in Joshua 10, um, I need another volunteer to be the sun and to be the moon. So Clara and Ellie, why don't you come up? One of you can be the sun, and maybe you can, one of you can stand here, and one of you can stand over here, Clara. So Joshua, 
this was a later at another, another battle with the Amorites. He prayed in front of all the people. So let's see you pray, Hunter. He prayed in front of all the people, and he said, he asked that they would win this battle, but he knew it was going to take, he, I think he thought maybe it's going to take a long time. They'd been fighting for a long time. So he asked for the sun and moon to stand still. So hold up your sun, hold up your moon. They were in different, you know, different parts, and he asked them to stand still until the nation of Israel defeated its enemies. So basically he was like, God, can you just stop time for a little bit for me? Couldn't we all use that? Could you just stop time? I, I need more time for this. I need more time for that. So that's the one thing that everybody across, across you know, every age group and every culture is just like, oh, if I had more time, if I had more time on this earth to do what I need to do, if I had more time and you know, didn't grow old, just, just pause me right where I am here. So um, it, was, it was very cool. The sun stood still in the middle of the day and the moon stayed where it needed to be until Joshua was able to uh, lead the enemy, lead, lead um, a victory against the Amorites. So I'm, good thing you prayed that day. Thank you, sun and moon and Joshua. You guys can hop down. So I have to say, all of my, all of my superheroes I'm referencing today are from the Marvel series, so I apologize. It's just what God gave me. I'm going to go to, you can probably guess this one, Stopping Time. Doctor Strange would, has these things that he's, I don't even know how, how, it's like a magical type thing, but he would stop time or have these time portals and, and they would get where they needed to be because he could, he could stop time. Kind of cool, eh? Okay, we're going to move on to Samson. Kind of going in order of the Old Testament, just picking out different superheroes that came to mind. So, in Judges 13, um, 13 to 16, we learn about Samson. So I need a volunteer who will be Samson for me. Emerson, you want to come up and be Samson? Samson didn't have boxing gloves, but I thought this would be kind of fun to give Samson boxing gloves. Because uh, when Samson was a little boy, in uh, Judges 13, verses 24 and 25, I've kind of just took a portion of either of these verses. It says, and the Lord blessed Samson as he grew up, and the spirit of the Lord began to stir in him. Boys and girls, when you have Jesus living inside you, things, you'll feel this stirring when he wants you to do something. And, and grown-ups too, you know that stirring, that inward witness of like, I need to do this, I need to call that person, I need to say that, that to that person. Well, so Samson... He had a lot of cool things that he did. He was really strong. And so Emerson's going to just ham it up for us here. Emerson. Let me read you the track record of Samson, okay? He, he had, it says, at the, moment, at the moment of his situations, the spirit of the Lord would come powerfully upon him. And he ripped a lion's jaw apart with his bare hands that attacked him. He killed 30 men and then took all their belongings. Um, he caught 300 foxes. Hear this, hunters? He caught 300 foxes. He put them together in pairs, tied their tails together, lit a torch to the, like, this is just a really nasty joke. Like, this is like, you know, when people do the, the knock on people's doors. This was really, really bad. He tied all these foxes' tails together in pairs, lit them with torches, and then let them run up and down the Philistines' fields and lit their fields on fire and burnt all of their crops. Really, really ticked them off. Then he killed a thousand Philistines with the jawbone of a donkey. Then he took hold of a town gate, like the, door, like the pillars and gate and everything, and just 
lifted it up on his shoulders, and walked up to the top of a hill with it. And then at the end, before he died, he pushed down the temple pillars and killed 3,000 men. So like this guy is strong, very strong. So thank you, Emerson. Great job. Give him a hand clap for that, you know. So um, we, can we think of a superhero that's like super strong? Harrison? Oh, of course, the Hulk. The Hulk. So the Hulk, um, he's that character. It's Bruce Banner is the, is the man, and the Hulk is the one that kind of takes over. And he has this battle all the time of like, I want to stay Bruce Banner, but the Hulk wants to stay Hulk. And, and he just has this struggle because the Hulk, just like Samson had the spirit of God stirring in him, the Hulk would be stirring inside Bruce Banner. And, you know, as the stories go on of the Hulk, he eventually kind of learns to sort of work out and, 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 and let the Hulk affect him. And that's what we need to do with Holy Spirit inside of us. When he's stirring in you, don't fight it and try to hide it and keep it in. Let him affect and become you because he is you, because he's inside of you. Okay, you ready for another one? Oh, well, I'm, I'm going to give you another one anyway. So, all right, I need another um, two volunteers. And hmm, who haven't I used yet? Um, uh, come on up, Calvin. And Brantley. Do you want to come up, Brantley? Okay. You guys don't get a cool, cool um, tool to use, but you can stand here for a moment. So um, we are going to go to 1 Samuel 14. So Jonathan, let's, Calvin, you can be Jonathan. Jonathan was Saul's son, and in battle, um, they, weren't, they weren't really winning, and he just kind of had this side plan that he would, he would kind of go about a different way to try to get them a victory. So he didn't tell Saul. He just thought, I'm going to do this kind of a different way. So he had a good friend, his armor, armor bearer. So this would be like his buddy who would help him out. And then in verse 6, Jonathan said to his armor bearer, Perhaps the Lord will help us, for nothing can hinder the Lord. He can win the battle whether he has many warriors or only a few. And so then his armor bearer, again, really good to have a good friend who backs you up. His, his armor bearer says to Jonathan, do what you think is best, the armor bearer replied. I am with you completely, whatever you decide. And so they decided, you guys come down here, that they were going to make an attack on the enemy. So come, can you hop down maybe? Hop down. They decided, the enemies were up here on this cliff, so you guys are going to turn around, and that, that um, they would climb up the cliff. So uh, my armor bearer is going to be behind Jonathan, and you guys are just pretend to climb like this. It said they climbed using their hands and their feet, and, and the enemy's up here. So looking at this, kids, who has the advantage? If the bad guy's up here and you're climbing up the cliff with your hands and your feet, who, who is more likely to win? The bad guy. The bad guy. You're, you're climbing up to him. This does not look like a good situation. They're completely exposed. This was definitely a, a flawed strategy. But they had God on their side. Sometimes God will ask you to do things that don't make sense. Just listen and go with it anyways. Because as they were climbing up, they got up there, even though they knew they were coming, and they could see them coming, and they killed 20 men, freaked out the Philistine camp, that panic broke out, and then there was an earthquake. 
So good thing they went with that plan. Thank you. You guys did great. You're good. So they were terrified. Uh, so Jonathan and the armor bearer kind of remind me of Captain America, the first Avenger. In the first Avenger movie, his best friend, his buddy, remember I said it's good to have a good friend, the armor bearer was a good friend of Jonathan, his, his buddy, his best friend gets locked up in a prison camp and they're like, well, we don't know where they are. He's probably dead. We can't go get them. They're just totally barricaded and there's nothing we can do. And Captain America's kind of listening to them discuss this. And then he's like, he just kind of disappears. And he just decides, I'm going to go get him back. And he hops on his, his motorcycle and he just like goes down the main road to the prison camp. Probably not the best strategy. He's just basically burst in the front door. That's kind of saying, hi, I'm here. Why don't you just kill me? But he didn't die. He was able to save his friend and come back with a bunch of prisoners. And when they came back to the camp, everyone was like, how did you do that? You just, you just freed a bunch of prisoners. Because he's a superhero, right? Superheroes do that. And when you have God with you, like Jonathan, it doesn't have to make sense. You you're, can just be a winner just because you have God on your side. So that takes us through kind of the Old Testament ones I picked out. So the next one I have is from the New Testament. It's from Acts 28. And I need another volunteer. This might be my last volunteer. Yeah, so who haven't I picked yet? Okay, you can come up. You can come up. Come ahead. Ben, you don't want to come up? Okay. All right, so come on up here. So this is from the New Testament. Again, in Acts 28. Um, Paul is on the island of Malta. And he gets bitten by a poisonous snake. Maybe wrap that around your arm and it ah, bites him. Doesn't freak him out though. No, no, he. <laughs> that's what should happen. But because Paul um, had, you know, had God uh, working with him, um, this poisonous snake bit him and everyone was like, oh no, he's definitely going to die. And then he didn't die. He was completely fine. And uh, then the people of Malta thought he was a god because he, didn't, he wasn't even affected by the snake bite. So. Thank you, Paul. You survived. You're good. Um, so my, I don't have an example for a superhero example to compare to Paul because um, in the book of Acts, that's after Jesus came and died on the cross for us and people could receive Jesus and become their own superheroes, having Jesus inside of us. So we are the example. We are the, we are the superhero comparison to, to the story in Acts. Um, and so I wanted to bring up the example of tick bites, because everyone is always so terrified of tick bites nowadays. And it's like, you know what? A tick is just like this poisonous snake. They're, they are, can be everywhere. You can find a tick on you, but do you have to be terrified that you're going to get horrible Lyme's disease? You don't have to be afraid. You don't have to be afraid, because you have a superpower inside of you. That's, that's God's power working inside of you. So, you know, you can remove it, you can pray over it, but you can just go on with your day and just, and just ask and trust God that he'll help you with that. You don't have to be afraid. Just think, there's so many parents who are like, I don't want to let them play outside in case a tick gets on them. Oh my goodness, let them play outside. So, um, this brings me to, uh, I was, thought it was kind of cool, Pastor Jordan's um, la 
series he's been doing, Think Inside the Box. And the last one he put on it, You've Got the Power. And I thought, this is so cool because we have the power of Jesus inside of us. All these examples that I gave and all these superheroes, you might just think, oh, you know, those were Old Testament stories and those superheroes aren't real. But um, I'm going to give you some verses. We're going to start with Romans 8 of of God working in us if you, if you receive him as a part of your life. So Romans 8, 11 says, The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by this same Spirit living in you. You are the most powerful superhero. You are the most powerful superhero. My kids are always asking, I don't know where they came up with this, but they're like, if the Hulk and the Grinch fought, who would win? And it's like, the Grinch isn't even a superhero, but they're picturing the Grinch with all the Christmas presents in the world on the top of that mountain, and then he decides, like, how did he get them up there? You know, and then, and then he pushes them over the cliff, and then he pulls them all back. They're like, I don't know. Will they ever have a fight between the Grinch and the Hulk? Like, they probably won't, but that is a, that is a hard question. And I find when I'm watching these superhero movies, I don't really know who has the stronger power. You know, Christopher will tell me, oh, well, this one, you know, is this, so he's stronger. And you're kind of wondering who it is. You don't have to wonder that with you. Whatever comes in your path, in your life, you don't have to wonder because God's power is in you and nothing is stronger than that. Nothing, nothing is stronger than that. Let's go to Mark 16, verse 17. These miraculous signs will accompany those who believe. They will cast out demons in my name. They will speak with new languages. They will be able to handle snakes with safety. And if they drink anything poisonous, it won't hurt them. They will be able to place their hands on the sick and they will be healed. Our hands are our our, our tools. Our hands are our points of contact. When you shake someone's hand, that power of God can flow into them. They They can notice a difference in you, that love of God in you. Um... We have been commissioned and empowered to do this work, guys, and we can do it. 1 John 4.4 says, You belong to God, my dear children. You have already won a victory because the spirit who lives in you is greater than the spirit who lives in the world. Good news, guys. We win. You know, you're watching the movie and you're like, well, I know we're going to win in the end. There's no point in getting all stressed out about the bad guy because... The good guy wins. Well, we have that good news knowing, ha, we win. We are naturally super because we have the greater one inside of us. It comes to us naturally. Um, So I did my homework on the weekend and went and watched Endgame, but I'm not going to give any, I'm not going to wreck anything for anybody. But this jumped out at me, and you know what? Boys and girls, mums and dads, God can speak to you through different people and through whatever means he has to, even if it's a movie that's not a Christian movie. And something will just jump out at you and you'll go, yes, that's right. So in this movie, there's this quote. She's, one, a character says this. The measure of a person, of a hero, is how well they succeed at being who they are. Not about all the great amazing things they can do, but by being who you are. So if you have God inside of you, just be who you are and who he's made you to be. So, are we doing okay? All the kids, put your hands up like this. Put them down low. Sway side to side. This is how I see if they're still listening. Okay. 
we've just, we've just told you that you have Holy Spirit. You can have Holy Spirit inside of you and empower you to do all these things. I want to use some examples from our church family of, of grown-ups that are using their natural superpower. They know that the greater one is inside of them. They know because they've received Jesus and they're acting it out. And, and I'm just picking a, a highlight of a few things that they've done. It's not like, you know, Garnet has only done this or Joel has only done that. And there's a whole bunch of you in here doing it. I just happened to pick six, so nobody get offended if I didn't ask you, okay? You're all good. I just wanted to highlight a few things that God brought to mind. So Mr. Pete's going to come up first. Okay, give Mr. Pete a little hand clap. Gives you something to do. All right. So Mr. Pete's going to stand here. And he's going to hold this prop, yes, in front of him. Okay. So Mr. Pete uses the prayer of agreement. He, he's used it more than one time because he believes in the power behind it. And so every time the water level rises at his campground... And he's, you know, maybe feeling a little concerned that it's going to flood out his area and make, you know, make a big mess for him. He'll, he'll text his pastors. He'll text or, or um, talk to the, the worship team or other leadership and say, will you stand with me? That's what it means to agree. When you stand or you say, will you support me in this? You, will you, will you um, go alongside me with this? Or if he, there's a health issue in his family, he'll text us and say, this person is struggling. Will you agree with me when you shake with someone? Yeah, I will support you. I will agree with you. So Matthew 18, 19 says, I tell you this, if two of you agree here on earth concerning anything you ask, my Father in heaven will do it for you. Power of agreement works, doesn't it? It, it is. I, I, I personally believe the power of agreement is one of the strongest prayers. Because the Bible also says one can put a thousand of flight, two can put ten thousand. So... There's something about a prayer of agreement. You want someone like-minded to agree with you, God's promises. You pull the promise, you agree, you stand, things change. That's right. It's That's true. good. Amen. Thank you. You can just take Adults, when we give you your prop, you can just take it with you. Find a kid to give it to later if you don't want to keep it. Okay. Miss Natalie, I'm going to have Natalie come up. Um, and we've just been talking about this series of the blessing. And, I've, and I, Natalie was on my heart because I knew Natalie when we were like, young teens and I just know how God has promoted her and how prosperity has just run through her family and so Natalie's business she sells all kinds of different kinds of shoes and that business has really really grown over the years because of God blessing her and her knowing that God has a blessing on them in this business she's took a hold of that and and she continues to daily prosper yearly prosper because of God and you know what the Bible, getting the Bible and the gospel around the world takes money. So if you have money, you can be blessed to be a blessing to someone else. And so Proverbs 10.22 says, The blessing of the Lord makes a person rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. I'm going to embarrass Natalie here, but don't you find when you see her every week after week, you don't know if she's had a bad week or a good week because she just always looks pleasant, even though all of who knows what has broke loose that morning or the night before. She's walking in the blessing, and it, she has it on her. You can see it on her. Um, and then I also thought it was kind of cool. Because she sell, they sell shoes, Romans 10, 15 says, How beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. She's able to, be, to spread that good news. So there you go. Thank you, Natalie. Okay. Um, I'm going to skip my next one because I don't see them here. 
Miss Rochelle. Is Miss Rochelle here? Okay. Yeah. We'll go on. So, Joel, come on up. Joel, not all of you know this story, but Joel was hit by a very fast-moving vehicle on a highway. He was on his bike with no helmet. <laughs> and look at him now. It was it totally, totally God, okay? Because he was fully restored, fully restored after this tragic event. And it takes courage to grab hold of, of that word, right? When you have... Um, when you have doctors telling you, and, and parent, you know, the parents and Joel, we have doctors telling you, like, yeah, he can't do sports again. Oh, he's going to have brain damage. Oh, he's going to be in the hospital for six months. Or whatever the bad report is, it takes courage to believe God and not take the doctor's report as the final word. Just wanted a little side note, Joel. Check this out. It's, it's actually like a Batman helmet, even. It's a superhero helmet. So, Joel's verses, Deuteronomy 31, 6. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid and do not panic. For the Lord, your God, will personally go ahead of you. He will neither fail you nor abandon you. He must have been ahead of him on that bike that day. Because if he was not ahead of him, Joel would have been a pancake. And, I, you know, I'm not trying to make light of it or funny of it, but wow. wow. This is a walking miracle. This is a walking God-man. Only God can do that. Thank you, Joel. Okay, Rochelle, you want to come up? Okay. So, uh, Rochelle is a new, a new believer, newer believer from this past winter. She came to our last kind of crazy family Sunday where we did the, the tropical Sunday and just changed her life. So, Rochelle has, you, has, has, has had tons of growth in her life since she's received Jesus. She talks to her clients all the time, and she's just totally bubbling with this excitement. So 1 John 4, 16 and 17 says, we know how much God loves us, and we have put our trust in his love. God is love, and all who live in love live in God, and God lives in them. She has God living in her now. Um, so as we live in God, our love grows more perfect. So we will not be afraid on the day of judgment, but we can face him with confidence because we live like Jesus here in this world. And when you're telling others about Jesus, that's living like him in this world, right? You're not keeping it to yourself. And then Colossians 1.10 says, Then the way you live will always honor and please the Lord, and your lives will produce every kind of good fruit. All the while, you will grow as you learn to know God better and better. So we're glad that you're growing. You can take that home. Remind you of the growth you've had. So boys and girls, never stop growing. That's a superpower. That's something that God has given you to grow and to stretch yourself. Okay, Gail, do you want to come up? Gail exercises the gift of prophecy. Right? She yields to Holy Spirit. So you've got an envelope here, Gail, because Gail will write letters or emails of encouragement to people. And, and sometimes she will speak it out or she'll say it to them. But um, when I was talking with Gail about this, she said, make sure the kids know this, that this is not just something for adults, right? That you can, your, your perfect timing with what you say to your friends can be very helpful because you encourage them. It's using the gift of prophecy. Acts 2.17 says, In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. 
So thank you for that, Gail. Thank you for using that gift. And then my last one is John. You want to come up, John? I, I did a few weeks ago. Okay. Yeah, front and center. Um, John, yeah. Yeah, so John shares the love of God with everyone he meets. Talk with John after church. He has a story about someone at the dentist that he just gives a hug to or says a kind word to. At work, anywhere he goes, it's on his heart. He always has a testimony. And if he doesn't do something with them right then, when he leaves, he says, okay, God, what do I need to do to help that person? Do I need, do I need to go pay for their lunch? Do I need to give them my lunch? Do I just need to pray for them? He follows that, that leading inside of his heart. And so this is like his shield of love. So John 13, 34 and 35 says, So now I am giving you a new commandment. Love each other just as I have loved you. You should love one another. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. And honestly, he doesn't say, Hi, will you come to church with me? That's not the first thing off his lips. It's how can I love on this person? Because it's the love of God that will bring men to their repentance, right? Amen. So thank you, John. So, so kids, stand up for a moment. Everybody stand up. Kids, just the kids is fine. You are the body of Christ. You are naturally super if you have Jesus inside of you. You have a superpower that comes natural to you because you have God inside of you. And you are more powerful than any Avenger or any other superhero when you all come together and you do your part when you support each other, when you're a friend like Jonathan and his armor bearer. So I just want you to know that. And if you can have a seat again, we have one last thing. You wanna play? Annie's gonna help me with this. Because we've done all this talking about superheroes, and Ben, I'm gonna get you to not do that right now. This is really important to listen to. So we've had all this talk about superheroes, and you might be thinking, well, I don't know if I have Jesus as a part of my life. I don't know if he's living inside of me. Maybe you're an adult and you're like, I don't know what I need to do. Well, we're going to tell you, you can't find Jesus. You can't get to Jesus by riding in a sailboat. You can't find him when you're in a boat. So, okay, well, I can't go travel to get him on land by, you know, by water. Maybe if there's someone in my house who already has Jesus. Oh, my parents take me to church. My, my sisters and brothers, they have Jesus inside them, so I'm good. I don't need to do anything personal here because my family has me covered. I'm sorry, that won't get you to heaven. That won't have Jesus a part of your life. That won't make Jesus a superhero inside of you. There's something else, so, okay. Jesus, God, heaven, maybe we need to go up. Maybe we need to fly in an airplane and we can find Jesus by flying in an airplane. No. Can you get to Jesus by flying in an airplane? I think there'd be an oxygen issue and that, that probably wouldn't work. Oh, sorry. I have the scissors. Look at Annie just trying to make it work with it. I'll leave her the scissors. So maybe what would take us a little faster to heaven? If it's not an airplane, what's another uh, mode of transportation? Maybe like a jet. Okay, jet. A jet that has ripped wings? Oh dear, that's probably not going to work. Not a jet. There's got to be something even faster. What's the fastest 
uh, a rocket ship. A rocket ship. Let's see if we can make a rocket ship. Ah! That wasn't supposed to happen. Okay. Rocket ship. Will a rocket ship get us to heaven? No. It might. It, hopefully it'll still kind of work. This is supposed to be up here. There you go. So, how is the only way? What's the only way we can get to Jesus or have Jesus part of our life? What is it, Hunter? It's believing in him. You're right. It's believing in him because he died on the cross for our sins. So if we ask him into our heart, you can have that superpower. But if you haven't done that, we want to give you that opportunity today. So you can just repeat after, after me. And if you've already done it, that's okay. You can still repeat after me. It, it's just the other people who are around us, if they're not comfortable doing it, then they hear us all saying it. It just makes it easier. So you just say, God, I believe you sent Jesus to die for me. I ask him right now to come into my heart and be a part of my life and make me a natural superhero. In Jesus' name. Amen. And if, if you said that prayer today, we want to know. So come and let us know. We have something we want to give you. And if you're watching us online today and you said that prayer, please contact us. We want to hook you up with a good church. We want to find someone in your area that can support you. And we want to talk with you. Thank you. We need to pray for. That's good. Is there a kid who wants to pray for the food? Yeah. Anyone? Okay, all right. Thank you for the food. Um, God, we're just uh, so glad that we can be together and, and just have a good time together. We ask you to bless it to our bodies and bless our conversation. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thank you.